0: Vince Lombardi once said, perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. We agree. This is Excellence in Mind. No matter what walk of life you're from, where you work or what you do, your social status, excellence excellence is in people everywhere, and we interview them all. This is Excellence in Mind. And now your host, Victor Castillo.
1: I would like to present you my next guest for today. He's a Mexican-American dad, born and raised in Chula Vista, California. He holds an associate degree in administration of justice. He also holds a bachelor's degree in human development and license for life insurance. He is also currently serving as lead pastor at Vision Church. Please welcome andy bayorn
2: all right all right thank you thank you so much for having me here today victor it's a privilege i appreciate the introduction glad to be here today blessings to all your audience and yourself again thank you it's always it's always fun to do these podcasts
1: yeah it's awesome too um all right let's let's jump jump on it so what does excellent mean to you well, that's a, that's a great word. I mean, I think we all
2: can Google it, right, and get the definition off of, uh, uh, off of uh, the Internet. And, I mean, the Internet basically said it's, uh, it's the quality of being outstanding, like doing something extremely good. But obviously the word is much, much deeper than that. And uh, I like to put it, you know, I'm a person that I like to make things as simple as possible to define things that it's going to stick to somebody and uh, uh, you used Vince Lombardi's uh, uh, in your opening, uh, and one of the definitions of excellency that, that, that's always stuck to me, I'm a big basketball fan, and uh, Pat Riley, I heard this saying years ago, and it's still true today. And uh, the definition, how Pat Riley says it, he says, excellency is the gradual result of always striving to do better. So that's how simply you know. That's just uh, a simple uh, way that we can define excellency. And Pat Riley helped me uh, to come up with that definition.
1: Oh, it's awesome! Yeah. Um, also, do you think you have reached the end of what you have learned in life?
2: Well, and here's the thing, right? That that the simple answer to that is heck no. Uh, we know that we're always learning know, I learned new things today in the morning. And I think we have to be open to that thought that we just do not know everything. We have to be, uh, we have to understand that, you know, that excellency it's you don't just arrive there, right? It's not like, oh, I'm here today. I made it. It's it's a journey, you know, kind of like life. It's just, there's there's not one place you can say that so you can say that I've made it. You know, it's just a constant journey. So we have to be open-minded and uh, continue on this journey of, of learning, we can never be perfect, but to get to perfection, we know it's gonna be a process. So that's for sure.
1: All right, if you look back, do you think, or uh, do you recall a situation that made sense to go beyond besides just doing the bare minimum?
2: Uh, you know what, that, that, that always started with, uh, I would say, uh, when I was younger, uh, I grew up without a father. Right, you know, like many homes do. Uh, my father was never around, in in and out of jails, right, on drugs. Uh, but thank God that I had, you know, a man in my life, and it was it was my grandfather. Uh, my my grandfather, you know, he was a hard worker. He had his routes, uh, his little side business, and and I remember working with him, and I remember, you know, maybe just trying to do the minimum, uh, you know, to just just finish the day and get paid. But uh, it was definitely my, my grandfather that instilled in me some of these values uh, that we had to not just get certain things done. And, you know, and I remember kind of getting in trouble when I was younger. But I, I, re- I remember my grandfather instilling in me, you know, that we always have to go further. And, and, and my grandfather wasn't a religious man. He didn't, you know, he didn't. You know, he wasn't preaching go the extra mile or turn the cheek, but it was just a work ethic that he had, that he was a great landscaper. You know, he would go and he would do a, you know, a property, a yard, and he did it with excellency. He went above and beyond. So that's that's where it was kind of instilled in me. if If the owners wanted something done, he would do it, but he would still go above and beyond, even though he didn't even charge them the difference. So that's kind of where it started for me. I saw it play out in action for my grandfather.
1: Do you ever regret doing more uh, of what you've been told in the name of excellence?
2: You know what? I I guess, you know, the sincere question would be yes, right? You kind of regret in a way because maybe you don't get, you know, uh, uh, gratitude for it or the appreciation you think you deserve. Um, you know, or, you know, maybe you didn't get, um, repaid the way you thought, but at the end, you, you, you learn that you have to make excellency a habit, right? It's not just a one-time thing. You know, there, there's a verse in the Bible, right? I, I obviously I read the Bible and it talks about doing everything as unto the Lord. So that has been my constant encouragement that when I do things I want to do them to the best of my abilities. Sometimes people might not recognize it. Sometimes people won't you know, appreciate it. But at the end, me personally, I know I did the best I could. And then that's that's a benefit to me, myself. Even though people won't see it around me, I know that I'm building my habits and I'm continuing that process of, of excellency. So yeah, I mean, in theory, I think the answer would that to be I, I did feel, you know, that I wasn't appreciated. But nonetheless, you know, we just continue to go forward and building your own excellency.
1: In what way do you believe that your ideas and actions impact the people around you?
2: Well, I mean, I, I would say there's a twofold answer to that. And, you know, because there's, there's two sides to me, right? The first, I'm a lead pastor and I love what I do. Um, you know, I love working with the people. Um, you know, so the first impact would be you know, hopefully we're, you know, we're making disciples, hopefully we're, we're teaching people to follow the commandments of God and to live that kingdom life that God wants them to live. You know, that's, that's obviously the the first impact. We want to get people to heaven. We want to get people, you know, saved. Uh, That's the first impact. And on the opposite side of that uh, would be, you know, the entrepreneur side, you know, uh, I'm very involved and, and very intrigued by finances uh, how it affects all of us. It affects us all in different ways. Uh, marriages we see um, are affected by finances. Divorces, right? One of the number one causes finances. Uh, you know, so I try to educate people. Obviously, you know that's part of my livelihood. Um, you know, when we close deals and when we help people. But the the goal here is to educate people. You know how to save money, how to have life insurance, how to build wealth. So the impact I believe I have is that. I'm helping people be prepared for the future. I'm helping people build wealth. I'm helping people, you know, transfer the wealth to, to their children. So those are some of the, the impacts that I believe what I do as a pastor and also as an entrepreneur.
1: Do you think that your age, race, or social status determines your ability to do your job with excellence? I mean, that's a great question. I
2: mean, I guess the answer should be it shouldn't be. But I think sometimes it does play a, a factor, you know, but it shouldn't. I think this is where our kind of our mindset comes in, you know, because as we get older, you know, maybe we're not doing the things we used to be, you know, depending on your race or ethnicity, sometimes you feel left out, your, your social status, it, it, it shouldn't play a factor, but I think sometimes it does. And, I, I, and that comes down to the person, that, that we can't let it be a factor. We, ha- we have to have that mindset that no matter who we are, no matter where we come from, no matter you know what our, our status is, that we can always pursue excellency, that we can always do our best. So yeah, definitely it shouldn't hold us back, but I think at times it does. And I think that's a mindset that we have to break.
1: Do you feel supported by your loved ones or people close to you? Um, For the most part, I would say
2: yeah. I mean... I think you know I'm married. You know I have a beautiful wife and I have three kids. And uh, obviously, I think that's the 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 people that uh, that have to you know support me. Uh, I couldn't you know be a pastor without the support of my family. Uh, I remember when I first started, it was hard for them. You know when you know when they when they first you know called us to be pastors. My wife was like, "Heck no." She's like, "It's too much responsibility. It's too much work." You know, we see what happens to pastors, and you know, but over a little bit of time, you know, she understood, you know, what God was trying to do with us, uh, and she accepted it, and she was all on board. And that's the complete difference, you know, if you have the support of your loved ones, the support of your wife, and and and, and your kids, you know, because your kids, you know, are part of, are part of what we do here as a church, and also now on the business side. Um, you know, when I first told my wife, I used to work with the County San Diego for 12 years, a nice, comfortable job, um, you know, 12 years and I was in a good spot. And I told her I wanted to leave that, you know, that, that comfort, you know, that normal paycheck to kind of, you know, venture off to church, you know, and then venture off to business. Uh, my wife told me that I was crazy and it literally took me years to be able, you know, to convince her and also for her to understand and to get that support. And now, you know, a couple years later that she gives that support, it makes, that's the whole difference right there. Because you cannot build a business without the support of your family. And, you know, as a pastor, you can't, you can't run the church without the support of your family and your loved ones around you, for sure.
1: With the wisdom that you've collected over your life, what can you advise uh, the younger you?
2: Yeah, like I said, I try to keep things simple. Uh, you know, and, you know, regarding wisdom, you know, you go to the book of Ecclesiastes, you know, the the wisest man, you know, that ever existed. What did he say in that book at the end? You know, what's the point of life? What should we do? And he sums it up like this. He says, fear God and keep his commandments. You know, and that's how I'll sum it up. You know, tell myself, you know, because a lot of the mistakes, a lot of my consequences is because I didn't follow the commands of God and I didn't have that fear of God I made some mistakes and I paid the price so I would tell myself fear God and keep his commandments
1: with all that you've seen or that you experience and how how you apply excellence do you have any tips for the audience uh yeah I mean there's, there's a there's a couple
2: tips and I guess the first one is just never give up. You know, it doesn't, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, we feel like people don't acknowledge or see the excellency you're doing. But I, I remind you that the excellency you don't necessarily do for other people. It, it starts off with you and it's a process, you know, so I, th- I guess the first tip is don't give up. And then uh, the second one, uh, which has been important to me, is is to get a mentor. Uh, you need You need somebody to model excellency for you uh, because, you know, everybody has a different definition. But if you can see an action and and somebody modeled it for you, then it's going to be a lot easier for you. So don't give up is the first thing. And the second thing is to get a mentor. Get somebody that cares, that's going to invest in you, and that's going to teach you. I think that's definitely the, the, some good tips that we can go with today.
1: I would also like to know, how can people find you online, whether it's a website or um, uh, social sites?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, literally just Google my name, Andy Bayonne. That's A-N-D-Y, uh, Bayon, B-A-L-L-O-N. Uh, we have our website, andybayon.com. And then also I'm on uh, Facebook, you know, and, uh, and Instagram. And our church, uh, Vision Church San Diego, uh, we're also found on those social media platforms and at visionchurchsd.com. So just Google Vision Church or Andy Bayon and, and you'll find us and be able to connect with us there. Always available to talk, to, to, uh, to listen, uh, to lead, to, to educate. I mean, we're just here for the people. That's, that's our, our life mission here, is just to serve, to serve the people, whether it's on the kingdom side or whether it's on the business side
1: thank you very much for your input and i hope you have a wonderful day
2: likewise thank you for for the for the for the privilege it's always fun to catch up god bless you all
0: right bye-bye you've been listening to excellence in mind with victor castillo It's our passion to show excellence from people in all walks of life, no matter where they're from or what they do. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Facebook at Excellence in Mind, on Twitter at Excellent Minds, and on Instagram at Excellent in Mind. Till next time, remember, excellence is a continuous process, not an accident.